Y'all, I have not mentioned this on the show yet. I have not the opportunity to mention it, honestly, but I am nominated for my first award for this podcast. And it's actually me who was nominated, which is like a very big deal to me. It means a lot to me. I'm nominated for Best Indie Podcast Host by the Podcast Academy. So the Podcast Academy hosts an award show every year for podcasts called The Ambies. This year it is in Los Angeles. I will be attending the Ambies where I will find out whether or not I won the award. And even if I don't win, that's okay. But obviously I would love to win. If you are a voting member of the Podcast Academy, because only voting members of the Podcast Academy can vote in the Ambie Awards, please, I would love your consideration. Take a listen, take a gander. I hope you enjoy the content. hope you enjoy the podcast. I hope you enjoy me. And I hope you're down to vote for me for Best Indie Podcast Host. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to Black People Love Paramore, a podcast where we try to help Black people feel seen. Please rate us and write us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, five stars only, because we are five-star bitches. We're to Gotti. I'm your host, Sequoia, and today joining me to talk about festivals, we have absolutely hilarious stand-up comic and my friend, Sydney Washington. Hey, yeah. Tell the people hello. And also, what other credit? Is there any other credits that you that you would like to roll in there? Let me tell you, while living in LA, nothing fucking matters unless you got a billboard. And even if you have a billboard, that's still not enough. Like people stay acting like they don't know who you are. So I'm, I'd rather just be like, you know, just chilling, stand up comment, just doing my thing, trying to stay alive. People do like to act like they don't know who you are. I'm not mm-hmm. going to go into real specifics about it, but people like to do that. And I don't like it. Honey, let me tell you. If they want to act like Stevie Wonder, they can't see. That's all you. That's that's more you than a me issue. Because you know I know, I, mean? I know that I'm. I can be seen. You see these cheekbones. <laughs> Period. My IMDb says that I'm doing stuff. So. Period. Cheekbones can cut glass. You're gonna see them. We're gonna start there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, okay. We're talking about festivals today. Yeah. Black people really do. Love festivals. Sydney actually came up with this one. I just want to figure out how I could have Sydney on my podcast because Sydney's fantastic on podcasts and otherwise. And she suggested festivals. And I was like, wow, how have I not thought about this before? How'd you think about this, Sydney? How'd you come up with this? Well, people don't know that I used to be a really big househead. Like I used to go to a lot of um like techno, deep house music festivals in Miami, New York. Electric Zoo, Winter Music Conference, um, also did Governor's Island. Like I would, I would be rolling in the D or rolling in the deep. It's rolling in the deep. I would do that a lot. And looking around at that time, I was like, it's not a ton of us, but the people who are here, they're obsessed. That was like, I don't know, 10 years ago. And so it just has moved more considering the access that people have with music now with SoundCloud and just like TikTok or whatever. Now everybody's involved with festivals, but a hundred percent black people, especially a hundred percent. I have an episode of this podcast 
called Black People Love House Music. I think you and I chatted about potentially doing house music before, and I was like, we did. I, I have an episode about that. Which was funny because I didn't suggest that one either because I did not realize Black people had such an affinity for house music. My co-host at the time, Jordan, suggested that. And I was like, you must know something I don't know. Baby, we, baby, we created it. Baby, we created it. So I know. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, but I didn't we know. in yeah. there. I didn't know that it had continued like that, but like, damn. Okay. I also didn't know that you were like that big into the house music scene at any point. Well, I, I used to, was I was heavy on the drugs, capital D. So, you know, I was on a lot of ecstasy and I was staying up. And if somebody's like, hey, you want to come here? And the car was ready. We going. <laughs> that's, that's just it. what it, that's just Point what it blank. is. We're going. Yeah. If the car is ready, we'll be out. We're going, yeah. If we're at the club and they're like, listen, we're going to the next spot, I said, let's go to the next spot. And then the next spot. Period. Was moving. Was out here moving and shaking. Not my ministry anymore. You know <laughs> yeah, I mean? no, but- I hung it up. I hung up the 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 druggy cloak. It's done. Uh, no more ecstasy, Molly, all of that above. I'm good on that. But yeah, I lived. I've definitely lived my life. So Yeah. No, I feel that. Okay, we're gonna talk about house music or festivals in general, I guess, later on. But before that, let's talk about In My Defense. In My Defense is our segment where we bring one controversial or unpopular opinion and we defend it for you all. I have an In My Defense this week. I think you might, I think it might be something that you resonate with. I'm not sure. I'm going to test it out on you. Did you bring one too, Sydney? You know I did. Okay, I'm so excited. Great. You want to go first or you want me to go first? Oh, yeah, I can go first. Um, okay, cool. I, I put this on my Instagram a couple of weeks ago that I did not like butter pecan ice cream. You would have thought that I personally took my hand to slap the shit out of people's grandmothers. It was insane. I had so many DMs. <laughs> I had complete like hate on hate on hate. It was full on hate crimes happening in my DMs. Like, Niggas how dare you? This is anti-black. And what? then they're hitting, they're, they're hitting me with all the history of why butter pecan ice cream was a thing. It was just like, Dude, I don't like butter pecan ice cream because one, I don't like nuts. And two, the pecan butter is like artificial. Mm-hmm. So it, it just tastes like bootleg Captain Morgan. Like it, it's just the flavoring Ooh, is not good for me. That is a horrible, oh my God, that favorite, that sounds like a horrible flavor profile. Bootleg Captain Morgan, please. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't like it. And you, I don't like nuts in any kind of dessert. Me neither. So it, it's mainly like a nut thing, but also the flavoring too. I think people just be doing too much with ice cream and it, it, it really gives like you smoked a ton of weed and was like, mm, what if this and this are together? You so damn right. It's just like crumble cookies right now. You ain't never lied. Hold on, hold on. Do you share my my food tastes? I'm I'm sure I do. No, you don't. You don't. No, you don't. Because you said something about ranch the other day, and I felt triggered. Oh, you God, said something about bro. ranch. <laughs> you have to release the shackles of ranch. Oh, that's that's got you in a chokehold. You have to stop never. because ranch is. It's definitely, ranch is right up there with Thousand Island. It's like they told you that this is what you need to have mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you have condiments and you don't. You can I really need them move. Both. No, you can move away from it. It's not, it's not necessary. You, you know how people have moved on to aioli? aioli? It's the same thing. Let's, let's do something else. Now, I'm a saucy bitch, so I'm going to take an aioli. I'm going to take a Thousand Island. I'm going to take a ranch. I'm really going to take most sauces that you give to me. Are you an in and out person? Um... 
another unpopular opinion, or I don't know if it's unpopular, but in and out is mid. It's so mid, and that's how I know that L.A. doesn't have taste because there'll be a line around a motherfucking corner for in and out and I'm just like, baby, there ain't no... Between the thin burger and the... The bun is okay. I'll do the bun. I'll do the bun. <laughs> but it's just like the burger, it's not juicy enough. It's not really doing much for me. The fries, eh, eh. For it to be a line around the block... It's the sauce. It's the Mm-mm. sauce. One thing about me, I'm going to suck that sauce out of the package. I've done it. If I get the little sauce and I put it on my fries, it's a little sauce left. Definitely going to suck it out the package. I've had it, and it's, it's so close to Thousand Island. It's not it is. Real, no, it doesn't do it I for me. I told you I'm going to need all that. I'm going to need all the sauces. I'm going to need every sauce that you give me. But I'm with you on the butter pecan ice cream. I don't need that ever. I'm a vanilla girl or a cookies and cream girl myself. That's it. Okay, so this is sick. You're going to be sick. You're going to be so tired of me. You're going to be done with me. Bella Hadid makes these little burgers. She makes these little burgers and she makes like this, um, this like special sauce with caramel, uh, uh, caramelized onions and whatnot. Mm-hmm. The sauce looked banging. I need to come to your house and we need to make, them make these Bella Hadid burgers. Hey. They like little mini burgers. They're so, they look so bomb. Why do I feel like I've heard about her mini burgers before? And they put the uh, Worcestershire sauce in the, in the burger too. The, the meat is seasoned. She might not. She might not be seasoned. The meat is. The meat seasoned. Yeah, she does. So that's why I fuck with her. That's why I fuck with her heavy. And I just feel like let's try it. Let's do it. I believe that Bella Hadid is is like an ethnic white. You know, something like that. I believe that she she can work some seasonings every now and then. Hey, 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 hey. I don't. We don't even need to get (laughs) that that far into it. We don't need to get that far into it. All I know is that I got on her TikTok. And the TikTok is doing what it does. But then when we got to the food part and the burgers, I said, okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked and loaded. Uh-huh. Now I'm involved. Now I okay. want it. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to go look at her little TikTok burgers. Look at, I'm telling you, for me, I wish you would do more because it's really good content. Okay. For my In My Defense this week, I have an early 2000s take. I have been watching a reality television show that is now available on Netflix that wasn't available anywhere for a minute called Laguna Beach. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> girls, the girls are going, I'm seeing the clips and I'm kikiing. I'm kikiing. Go mm-hmm. on, go on. Getting great kikis out of it. I feel like I'm in the minority of people that feels like Laguna Beach is objectively better than the hills. I just prefer it. Yes. Through and through. You agree. Okay, great. It's completely raw. The Hills yes. is 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 more forced and curated and you know they in their little writers rooms trying to figure out different plots or whatever. Yep. Laguna Beach was like, okay, so these kids have money. Yep. And so they're going to let us in their lives and we're going to just keep the camera running and we'll yep. see where it goes. Cuz there's just points, there's just times where we're just like there's literally nothing going on, but still we're invested and yep. I don't know how. I don't know how. And, and you know, it's pixelated. The eyebrows are thin. <laughs> you know, they, they concealer, not, mitch, not matching. Like, it's just, it's just raw. 
The girls, yeah. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Everything was different at that time. That was quite a time in fashion, in yeah. hair and makeup. Everything was very interesting. Their hair extensions were absolutely crazy. Bad. Anyway. Just just bad. But like <laughs> you can real just- bad. I I love that. I love that time. I love love that about everything and everybody. Like we we really go in on those fashions in the early 2000s, but it was just honest. Like people were taking chances and they didn't care if they looked a mess with 30 scarves around their neck in a miniskirt. Now, now everybody thinks that like, I'm an icon. It's like, you're not. You're not. You're wearing expensive dress. Expensive that's it. dress. And that's it. Expensive, and you're skinny. <laughs> and you're skinny. And so, that's very much it. I don't know. You're not really doing it for me. I, I really, Laguna Beach, yeah. Did I like all the characters? No. But, you know, Ar- Adrena was there to do the layups for people. <laughs> Adrena. Well, her looking up, that was like a thing she used to do in the early 2000s. Yeah. She always look up mm-hmm. in her photos. You know, you mm-hmm. remember that? Mm-hmm. That was weird. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Tumblr. Tumblr. Come on. Yes. Is that what that is? Was that Tumblr? The Tumblr girls? Yes. Tumblr was all about taking pictures where you're like, you don't, it doesn't look like you're taking a picture. You're, but you're taking the picture and it's not self-timer because you are actually taking the photo. You're holding it. You're, you're holding on to it. Psychotic. Unwell. <laughs> It's but it was very it was, unwell behavior. It was legit art, and you have to respect it. That's fair. No, that's very, very fair. Yeah, that was my that was mine. I've been watching that. It is a fantastic show. Uh, they just put it back on Netflix. Watch it. There's also a podcast. I should get paid for this promotion. I'm doing way too much right now. But they just started a podcast. Uh, back to the beach with Kristen Cavallari and Stephen oh, Coletti. Yes, I've yeah. saw, I've seen some clips on there on mm-hmm. TikTok as well. And, and it's so, good. Like they've not is. seen the show. So it's they are cute. like going episode by episode and watching it and like saying what was really going on in production. But why they didn't see, why didn't they see the show? They said it was traumatizing. They said it was traumatizing. And like they seen like, you know, little episodes here and there where they're like, it was just traumatizing. Like I can't watch it. And so they yeah. had it really. So okay. yeah, I get it. Um, but yeah, go listen to that and then watch each episode. It's crazy. That was madness. I'm going to watch it. I'll get, I'll see what I, you know, I'm going to text you and let you know how I feel. Text me. Let me know. Let me know what you think when you get back into it. Song of the week. I have a song this week. Also kind of in the early 2000s realm, the Laguna Beach-ish realm, maybe late 90s, unclear. It is I'm Gonna Make You Love Me by Play. Do you remember that song? No. If I sing a little bit of it, I feel like you're going to remember it. Okay, sing. It's I'm gonna make you make love, love me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That wasn't that on. I'm sure that would they played that on TRL or something like that. I'm positive they played on TRL. It was, I think it was on Lizzie McGuire. I think it was like an episode of Lizzie McGuire, like a whole bunch of like that. That song really gets the fuck off, even to this day. Those girls have a couple hits. They also were the original singers of Cinderella by the Cheetah Girls. Big Cheetah Girls girl, if you know nothing about me. The more you freaking know. Yes. <laughs> right? Isn't that crazy? I really thought Cinderella was like the Cheetah Girls thing. But no, that was that was play at first. Yeah. That's my song. What you got? You bought some 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 good music. What you got? Uh, I got uh, Faith Evans, Soon As I Get Home. Soon as I get home, I'll make it up to you. <laughs> Baby, I'll do what I gotta do. And she was like, it's raining outside, the music video, remember? She's no, in that, I she's, don't. you, oh, wait, Sequoia, how old are you? You're young. 28. But I don't know if I know that song. Do I know the song? Yeah, that's a whole, I feel like you missed the whole era with, with Faith Evans. 
Biggie. <laughs> hold, hold on now. Don't do me like that. Don't do me like that. You you know I was I was outside. Kind of. You were outside. Bit. You had a curfew. Yeah. You had to get back in the house by like eight. So don't do hundred percent. Certainly. Streetlights came out. Yeah. Definitely that. Mm-hmm. Faith is that girl though. So I can get behind it. I believe it. Well, okay. Here we're gonna take it, we're gonna it's gonna get layered, but at that time, you know, colorism was real. Faith Evans came in, you know, swooped in, super light skin, blonde hair. She could blow. She could blow. Oh, yeah, the talent was there. Talented. The talent was there. But the way they were just like, yeah, Kim, we we're done with you for now. We gotta boost this girl. It just like this is why women are constantly fighting to get to that spot because there's not enough room. But it was just wild because it's like little Kim does rap. Faith Evans doesn't. I really don't understand. Yeah. Well, you know, Faith Evans was having sex with Biggie and then little Kim. And so it was a whole bunch. It was a lot of mess. It was a lot of reality TV and that as well. But, you know, I I, I respect Faith for her writing capabilities and Mm -hmm. the singing. And, you know, if you were that girl and you look like that at that time, you know, you got to get your stuff off. You know what I mean? It is. Collect your coin. Yeah. Right. Wow, that really was very love and hip hop esque. When you said that was very reality TV, I never really thought about it like that. That is very love and hip hop. If you listen to Biggie Smalls albums and they would have the skits and the interludes, oh my God, it would be like <laughs> someone breaking down his door because he's caught cheating. Naturally. And like that was the narrative and it was not an LIE. It was completely truth. Oh, yeah. That was really what was going on. That's like, uh, oof. Yeah, the hip-hop skits have just been a, a, a staying point in hip-hop for a long time in rap music. Kendrick just had that long-ass, uncomfortable-ass <laughs> <slip> on his. <laughs> I'm not mad at him. I'm not. Get your skit off, baby. I think Lucky Day has some skits or just, like, has his mom and his grandmother, like, talking in the beginning or in the Very middle sizzle. of his It's just wild. Yeah, it's just mm-hmm. is doing her Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. I love it. We love a poet. Sometimes you got to hate your haters, even though you hate them back. Like, just, I'm like, okay. Period. Bro. Yeah. I meant it. Phenomenal woman. Phenomenally. Like, that's, that's what this <laughs> is Very giving. poetic. She definitely gave me very much that. <laughs> if Maya Angelou was a sad thought. Yeah. Wow. Sis, Sizzle she's going off. Mm-hmm. Is the Maya Angelou for sad former Tumblr girls? Oh, that too. Definitely. Definitely. That's it. That Wow. That definitely makes sense. Oh, yeah. I stand. I can't resonate with most of the things that she's talking about. Mm, yeah, uh, yeah. One, because I'm a lesbian, but also two, it's just like, yeah, if I'm a fool, I ain't saying it out loud. We're going to keep that to myself. So, that part. <laughs> I'm championing for her transparency. Yes. Her vulnerability is what draws me to her, too. I feel like I can't resonate with a lot of it, but. I enjoy listening to her tell us her stories. It's good stories. It'd be good stories. Go off. She, you know, she give her little uh, one woman show via via songs, and I love that. I saw her at a festival. Funny enough, I saw her at Day in Vegas in 2021, I think, mm-hmm. and I think that was my second time seeing her live. I also saw her like years, years, years ago when TDE used to do a Christmas festival every year. Mm-hmm. She's fantastic live. Have you seen Sizzle live? No, I have. Well, you know what? I was at Afropunk 
like many years ago and she was singing. The problem was something was wrong with the audio or, or something of that sort, but um, it wasn't, this was in the beginning of like mm-hmm. SZA. So, you know, yeah. everybody is allowed to have those moments, Yeah, but it's, you know, it's Brooklyn, it's Afropunk. So we at one of the, we at one of the stands, like, is that SZA? Yeah. Everybody, we know that she can sing and we know that it's fine. I have no problems. And I know that she's a performer. So that's all that matters. No, I believe that. Yes. I saw her day in Vegas, which I think is like a festival that black people tend to go to more often than other hip hop festivals. There's a few. I put down a list. I put Rolling Loud, which was questionable because I feel like that has a bunch of like little teenage white kids too. Well, this year, this year they were complaining a lot, but mm-hmm. it was just like, it's a festival. This is, mm-hmm. we're not in VIP. And if you right. do have a VIP in a festival, it's still. It sucks. It's dust. We're outside. There's porta potties. Like, that's just what it is. It is what it is. Yep. You know what you're getting into. Why are you wearing your Bottega Venetas? No. Jesus Christ. Get, get you some platform converse and keep it moving. Period. Make sure you break them shits in before the festival. And keep it pushing. Yep. Don't do the Doc Martens day of. You they you get them that day, the same day from a- ASOS, not and then you're like, I'm going to the festival. <laughs> you're not coming back with feet. <laughs> There's sometimes that I go to a festival and I was like, oh man, she is clueless. She has no idea what she's about to go through today. Mm-mm. And it's sad. It's sad, but it's like you have to go through that so that you can elevate in the festival world. A rite of passage. It makes you better. Right. I guess breaking in Doc Martens at a festival is a way to break them in. It's not a way I would break them in personally, but that's a way. That's a way. You, you oh, no, it's that. not a way. It's not a way. When you, break, when you break a shoe in, you literally wear them in your house for like an hour or two. Is that and what you, you take do? them off. Yeah, you should break your shoes in in the house. You just like, because they haven't been in the um, streets, so they're, so they're clean. Yeah. So you just walk around in the shoes and get comfortable. Why do we have to subject ourselves to pain? I just drew in my eyebrows. I'm wearing another <laughs> bitch's hair on top of my head. And I got to make sure my feet are bleeding so that I can listen to Tr- Travis Scott. Get the fuck out of here. It's too much. No, you're, you're very fucking right. Yeah. No, that's fair. I was going to put Astro World on this list as one of the ones black people frequent too, but I left that off for, for obvious reasons. Day in Vegas, Rolling Loud, Essence Fest. That's one for Black people of all ages. Afropunk, Made in America. These are ones where I like know that if I go, I will likely have a solid time. Except for Rolling Loud, I'm not going to that. That one seems too young. Yo, they were, I mean, I saw so many TikToks where people were just dragging it. They were just like, it was so ghetto. And it's like, okay, all right, listen. I don't know what you were expecting, right? But if you go to any festival, it's not like clean. It's not fun. I don't like festivals. People are the people are completely wild because they're out in the open, and people are drinking. Mm-hmm. People are trying to sneak stuff in. Mm-hmm. People are high and doing drugs. Like, what do you want? What do you want? If you want a classy thing, go to Olive Garden. Go to Olive Garden. Wow, those breadsticks! I will have something. those. Fancy, have your Spotify playlist ready. Get that, get those <laughs> all you can eat breadsticks and salad and have a classy time. But you're not getting that at a festival. It's just not happening. 
You're certainly not. I learned that the hard way. I think I went to my first festival. My first festival was Camp Vlogna in 2018, I think. And that's also not a great one for your first one because the crowd is a little young for me at that time. And I thought I was going to get trampled, for real. That was before the Astral World shit. I was like, oh no, like Garrick had to, he was trying his damnedest not to let me get hurt. I was bruised and battered. Nevertheless, it did not matter. Damn. I'm sorry, girly. That sucks. But you know, you live, you learn, you laugh. LOL. Uh, but yeah, the first two festivals I went to, it was one was Winter Music Conference. And that's like completely like house, techno, all of Drake's album before this last one. And you know what? Never mind. That's the, it was literally stuff like that. And honestly, you know, clearly I'm not here for titles, but <laughs> yeah, I went there and um, it was, it was my first festival, first of all, not in New York. So um, it's destination festival. And mm-hmm. so we get there and, you know, these people have been going to winter music conference for years. So they know the rigmarole and I don't. If you go to a festival and you're in a town, everything around it is going to be hiked up. The prices, the hotels, the food, mm-hmm. everything. It's just going to be out of control. So you have to go in there with your expectations knowing like, I'm about to just bleed money. It's going to be a lot going on. I was at this party for this DJ called Victor Calderon. And my friend gave me like ecstasy, like real ecstasy. I'm talking about a pill, not an MDMA, like a a whole pill. And Mm. I took it. And 30 minutes later, I was like, oh, I don't feel nothing. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I don't feel anything. And so I took another one. Please no. And then an hour and a half in, I'm like, my mouth. My mouth, my face is like, and, and I'm just like chewing. I'm chewing on my cheeks. I have my glasses on, thank God. Meanwhile, I'm in a bikini. I'm in a bikini and it's, it's hitting like 7 p.m. I'm in a bikini. Um, I have a hat on. I look a mess, a wow. freaking mess. And so then we get back to the hotel and I'm rolling hard, baby. Wow. Rolling, 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 rolling. Rolling with the homies. I, it was so bad. So then they put me in, they put me in a shower. They put me in the shower because they were like, oh, you need to get, you, maybe you get this water. This will help you like calm down with the rolling. No, babe. It was worse. It made it worse. It made it worse? I got constipated. I couldn't eat. There was no appetite. I was like shivering in the bed. I was so cold. Oh, friend, you were having like an actively bad time. Oh, yeah. No, I, I didn't eat for like a whole day and a half. They finally brought me food. It was a Lunchable. I ate half of it. And I said, I'm going to save the other half for dinner. Like, that's how bad it was. And I was in, my, I was in Miami for five days, mind you. The, I was scheduled to be there for five days. It was. And I said, oh, yeah, Black people are not doing this. this we are definitely mm-hmm. not doing this. This is not how you do a festival. And so then when I went to Governor's Ball, you know, that's that's hip hop or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I went there. I went there in a wedge, but in an espadrille. Espadrille. OK. <laughs> in an espadrille. In Berezine. You It was like, girl, what are you wearing? I was wearing like linen pants. I was thinking that I was going to the Hamptons. You're going to a festival. That used to be no. cute. That was like, no. that was like a thing. <laughs> Not for the Governor's Ball. It wasn't. OK. I mean, all of the grass is, it's barely living. It's not green grass. It's mainly yeah. dirt. So my feet were pitch black. Just oh, I nasty. Know that. And who was performing that day? And Nas. Back for another game. 
You know it. What's going on? Just one more week till Max Fun Drive. <laughs> Hard to believe. It's been a heck of a year since the last one. We're now a worker-owned co-op. We raised $50,000 for charity last year. And we've added a bunch of awesome new shows. But do you think we're ready to do it again? Absolutely. Lovely new gifts are lined up. The episodes will be amazing. And wait till everyone hears the bonus content. Yeah, plus they know to go to MaximumFun.org newsletter, so they're getting all the news. Oh, like that meetup day is on Thursday, March 21st. Then what's bothering you? Me? Oh, nothing. We're all set for Max Fun Drive to start on Monday, March 18th. I just didn't want you to see this coming. Check. What? Hang on! Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. Lauren Hill. There was a couple other people. But, you know, everybody's showing up late. And then um, we wa- it was great. But my feet were hurting because we had been there all day. And, you know, it, Lauren Hill, oh, we wait. She going to be late. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was so many people there. And this is this is the time where I saw a festival was like, it's a lot of white people, but it's all, also black people. And it was that moment where I was like, oh, oh, we fuck with festivals. We're doing mm-hmm. it. We might not be doing it for the whole day, but we're going to we're going to get there. We're going to look at the times of the people that we want to see. We're going to get in and we're going to get out. That's true. And that's the way that I've learned how to do festivals, too. I'm not mm-hmm. I don't think I'm doing any more festivals. I think I've had my last festival. You're great. I think I'm festivaled out. Yeah, like, yeah. I think I started too late, too. I started, like, 24. It's like, you were too old when you started, babe, so. No, that's not true. That's, I don't, but you know what? That's when I started going to festivals, so maybe, but also, you know, I was just so excited, excited Mm -hmm. to be a part of this culture. And I did like, I did like the music, you know, not only if if it's house music, but also, you know, hip hop and rap. I'm, um, I think there was one where I went to, was it like, exhibit was performing like it was just I think that was governor's ball it was just so there were so many random moments and people that you're like I probably would never see them perform never see yes that's the so and I and I love and I love and I enjoy seeing black people at a festival it just Mm -hmm. it just feels so good because uh, I was reading up you know Woodstock they couldn't get black people there and they were trying to figure I wonder why we got Nina Simone Jimi Hendrix and it's like yeah, the civil rights movement had just like settled down. Martin mm-hmm. Luther King was assassinated. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we're leaning in there, but you're not just going to get an influx of blacks hanging out near the woods, just open space with whites in the, in the mud. It's not happening. Absolutely not. It's not happening. Wow. I, don't, I don't care who the fuck you have there. At all. Yeah, 19, 1969, like the Woodstock where they were like, oh, we're going to get this diverse. You know, we're going to get some nigger R's in here. And they were like, <laughs> yeah. no, we're not. <laughs> Absolutely. They'll be there, no. Yeah, yeah, the blacks were like, I don't care if you try to bust us in this bitch. It's not going to be enough for us to like dominate Woodstock. When you see the documentary, you be looking high and low. You like, 
can I get a brown face in sight? And it's like, can I get some dark beige or something? We can't get none of that, actually. Wow, at least somebody came prepared for for the podcast. Unlike me, this time. <laughs> I didn't think about Woodstock. I did not think about Woodstock one time when preparing for this podcast. That makes sense, though. My biggest regret in life is missing Beyonce's Beachella. I have Yo. no regret bigger than that one. Literally, not even exaggerating, not a single regret bigger than that one. And I have a slight story. I don't know if I've told you all this on the podcast already. I had tickets to Coachella the year before because Beyonce was originally scheduled to perform the year before. I had got my tickets. I was so fucking hyped. It was going to be my first time seeing Beyonce. I was so excited. And then she got pregnant with the twins Mm -hmm. and she canceled Coachella. Lady Gaga filled in for her. I love Gaga. I did not want to see Gaga though. I wanted to see Beyonce. So I sold my ticket. Yeah. The next year when she announced that she was going... I decided to protest Beyonce because I was mad at her for having let me down the year before. So I thought, you know, I'm going to get back at her. Here we go. This is what I'm going to do. I'm not going to go. She didn't give a fuck, first of all. And then she made me regret it for the rest of my life. So that's what I get for being dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I think Beychella definitely pushed the envelope for festivals to be like, more Black people are going. Because not only did she totally flip the script on such a like mainstream event, but I'm saying it was black, black, black on black on black on black on black. And the fact that people were like, yo, we are camping out Out. in front of the stage and everyone in the festival. I mean, I don't know if they had other people performing around that time, but it don't matter. No, nothing was getting watched because everybody was literally and when I say that woman put on a freaking show, <sighs> I mean, from beginning to end, there wasn't a beat, a minute that stopped. So that's why I think when you go to a festival, right, I think that should be, obviously, not everybody's going to have the same kind of budget to pull something off like that. But if you're going to have people waiting and they're going to be in the mud and they're going to be waiting in the front of the, the stage and barely, like, they're not hydrated enough they barely not going ate to pee damn near yeah right. like bring them a freaking show fully agree wholeheartedly bring them a show don't be da, 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 and then hitting the mic no no make it worth it so that when i tell everybody about it people are like damn damn i wish i was there so it's bitches like me who regret it for the rest of their lives literally make it like you saw that documentary, babe. I know. I literally just watched it again. I watch it like probably like twice a year or so, but usually around Christmas for some reason, I really want to watch it. It's inspiring. It is so inspiring. It's well produced, but but obviously it's Beyonce. She's not going to give you anything half-assed. Beyonce. Like, oh, she really killed that shit. And the disparity, not not to get too controversial, but the disparity between when her husband came out and he rapped his few bars and he was extremely out of breath for the five minutes that he was on the stage versus Beyonce having been on that stage for two and a half hours, singing to the top of her motherfucking lungs, moving like crazy and having intense breath control is exactly what it's like for everybody else's shows too. Every time I see a rapper, I'm appalled. The only rapper who I can say is different than this is Big Sean. Big Sean's breath control for some reason is insane. Don't know what that is about. But every other rapper I've seen, every other rapper I've seen, I'm like, why are you so out of breath? You're walking. (laughs) You're not doing shit. I mean, that's the unfortunate thing about going to festivals is that you will see 
how ridiculous the the sexism is, is that like, okay, not only does she got to sing live, there's no lip sync. We got to wear an outfit. The body has to be bodying. Okay. We got to have all the steps. We got all these background. We got, we got smoke. We got, um, uh, the, the, the fire. We got the, the background stuff. It's a lot of production. And then a rapper will come on and you'll just be like, okay, there's yelling on a mic. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's yelling on a the mic. There's a lot of jumping and a yelling in the mic. And you know, you know, it is what it is, but I do enjoy watching, you know, performers be in their bag. And that's mm. the beautiful thing about festivals in terms of not just artists, but like DJs too, mm-hmm. um, to watch, like I watched, um, black coffee. I don't know if you know him, but I watched him at like a, a basement party like years ago in Pasha. And, you know, he's got a little, he's got a little hand. So he only DJs with one and he's DJing for hours. Oh, that's very cool. Oh yeah. No, no, no. Black coffee is incredible. Okay. Good incredible to know. Incredible deep. House. I mean, if you, he performed um, at the Brooklyn Mirage this summer and the summer before that, and it, it's a three day thing. And it always sells out because he DJs his ass off. It's so mm-hmm. good. If Tim's, Tim's had like, you know, music that you can dance to, mm-hmm. he's got it. And so, yeah, I love, I love people being like, I love performing. This mm-hmm. is what I like to do. Ooh, I hate mentioning this guy. Cause I was, me and Marie um, was at Life is Beautiful Festival. Mm-hmm. We were performing, being comedians. Ooh, period. And, uh, okay. Yeah. What's the white boy with the curls? Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow performed Baby Girl. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't want to be on camera saying this. <laughs> Lo- you could tell he loves it. He loves doing it. And he was in like one of those mock necks, the mock yeah. turtleneck. Yeah. And he, I mean, like you said, the breath control, he was literally rapping, doing all, like performing, doing the stage. Mm-hmm. He went out in the audience. I mean... And everybody was watching and I said, okay, I guess I get it. I guess yeah. I get it. So it is cool <laughs> to see. Oh, and I saw Isaiah Rashad. Loved mm. him performing. Mm-hmm. He, is, I just saw he him. is perfect music for we smoking, we, we chilling. He sure does. We chilling, we vibing. Ain't, we ain't no problems happening. He there sure will does. be no knuck if you buck with no Isaiah Rashad. And no. so I, I appreciated seeing him perform. But... If you can tell, I, I actually enjoy the craft. I like mm-hmm. seeing people in their element. And not only if they're just doing it for the audience, but you could just tell like the pure joy that they have doing it. I, it's inspiring for me. So that's why I think Black people love festivals because you feel that energy. You I feel agree. the work. So the conditions are very white. The conditions, the conditions are very white. Yeah. And kind of dirty most times. And uncomfortable, and it's not yeah. for me. But I do think Black people, I always try to like figure out why Black people would love whatever it is the topic that I am, am doing. Um, but I just think Black people really like talent. And my, my old co host would always say, like, Black people are peacocks, you know, like big, bright, beautiful, colorful things. Mm-hmm. And festivals are just where Black people congregate and we get to see each other with yeah. that type of spirit on visible. I will say that the music nowadays 
it's not enough for you to be like, I'm waiting online for an hour and a half and then I'm getting in the dirt and then I'm fucking tussling just to get a good seat to, or a good, a good vision of this person. Cause then you watch it and you're like, what the fuck is this? Yes. What the hell is I've this? I've done exactly that. And yep. that's the pro I think that's what people are missing is like, when you go on TikTok, you get that moment where you're blowing up and the song is a hit. And then you go see them live and you're like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, oh, that'd be happening with the TikTok artists. Yep. <laughs> it sucks to see because it's like live performance is a full-on art you cannot fake. Yeah. If you don't have it, you don't have it. You know what I mean? Can Madonna sing off the record? We're not going there for her singing. She is We're a full-on performance. We're not going for the performance. She's yep. a full-on performer. You know what I mean? Beyonce is going to be singing. She's going to be singing. She's going to be giving you every angle. I mean, she, it's a well-thought-out show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But everybody else, they be pulling up. I even seen... Um, Clips of like Lotto on tour. Mm -hmm. And I said, she's got the energy. She Mm -hmm. wants to be there and she loves what she's doing. Lizzo. Fantastic. People need to stop playing with fucking Lizzo with her name, with the performance value. Well, you know, it's just, it's fat phobia. That's what it is. It's fat phobia. It's disgusting. You see her in person. You're like, this woman is joy. Like joy embodied. What the hell is wrong with you? And an athlete. Like... And an athlete. I'm like, she She has breath control. She's be, she be moving around. She has endurance. She knows how to play the flute. Like, shut up. Mm-hmm. Like, you, can't, I'll, I'll, you cannot play the flute without being able to work them damn lungs. Period. So it's like people are insane. And I, I just try my best not to even focus on those Engage. type of comments. Because, yeah. you know, um, again, with seeing festivals, it's just like, this. it's not easy. Like, mm-hmm. if you watch a show... And you're like, oh, I could do that. That's how they're making it look. Some people, it's like, oh, I actually can go up and do that. But for the most part. People be watching festivals and being like, I could do that. That is the most arrogant shit. Even people who I think did a bad job at festivals. I'm not looking at it like, oh, I could do that though. Yeah. they. I mean, they gave they gave Ice Spice such a hard time. Ring, they rang that girl out to dry. I hate and it. And it's like. One, I come from an era where, you know, people are in the studio practicing. Boom, cat, boom. Lorianne Gibson is like a real, it's a real thing. Like making the band. (laughs) People are like, this is a reality show. It's like, no, this is real life. It's boot camp. Because performing on the road is not easy. And in front of all those people, you cannot get shook. You have to be in the vision. You have to be in the zone. So like they were prepping artists for all of that. Now it's like- Go get a BBL. Yeah. Look appealing, look sexy. We're going to do a little TikTok and then, you know, get something that's boppy and the kids are going to love it. And you're going to go viral. But then it's like, okay, now we're now we're on stage. What are we doing? But I actually just think that girl, I think Ice Spice is just an awkward girl and she makes music for the, you know, the awkward baddie. Period. Yeah, she's, she's like fun. I'm not I'm she's like I'm not bothered, babe. I'm like I'm up here, you're not. That's really the end of it is that how I'm can I here. lose when I'm already chose? When I'm like, already chose, like I'm here. Stop it! Like those likes be taking me out. <laughs> I hey, every time she does it, uh, a hood rat gets its wings, and I'm not mad at it. Me, I'm, not I'm mad. waiting for mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I would like to go to more festivals. I would like to go to festivals for free. I like 
VIP backstage access. I don't yeah. want to be amongst the J A. I mean the G A. I don't want to do G A. <laughs> right. It just feels like because if somebody else elbows me in my neck, yeah, I'm ready to go. I'm yeah. ready to go. I'm, I'm 37. I'm 37. I don't. It's. I don't have it in me. My insurance is not, is shaky. So if something <laughs> happens to me at the festival, shut it down. Don't get the ambulance because I can't even afford the ambulance. No. Get get an Uber X and we're going to the hospital because not I just an Uber can't. X. Yes, an Uber X. If we had Uber pool, I'd take that too. Okay. Sydney, please. <laughs> I'm done. Not you trying to Uber pool to the to the hospital after getting elbowed in the neck. <laughs> I am frugal. I'm frugal and I stand by that. When I get more money, maybe, maybe. But anywho, um, I just think that like here's another thing that might be an unpopular opinion. I just think that I think as a whole, we're not as open to different genres and change and like people not being of the same cloth. And I think that's Mm -hmm. unfair. So like when you go to a festival and somebody's like Rico nasty, you really got to have an open eye and understand this is what she's doing to -hmm. the fullest. And you got to love that. Everything doesn't have to be like what you already see. Like, why do you want four people of the same? That's not what a festival is about. Everybody has to be different so that all different types of people can go. And I just want, as a whole, I just want people to be more open, our people, and just say like, hey, I see a skinny girl, you know, gorilla. She's skinny girl. She's kind of mumbles. Let her live. Let her have a good time. God, she's killing it right now, too. What is I the what is it. the big deal? What is the big deal? Especially because we let these little rap boys get away with goddamn anything. Like I'm like, a lot of this is ass. So why are we harping on the rap girls like this? Which we which people tend to do a lot. Am I gonna say everything is like at a high standard? No. But while we're at it, let everybody get a throw shit at the wall and see what sticks. And whoever's supposed to stay will stay, and whoever's supposed to, they'll go. They'll just be weaned and they'll out. They'll have had their like, fun. Yeah, but there's no need to be like mean and disgusting about it. And it's just like when you see somebody, you're like, oh, let me just go see them. Give them a chance. Spend the money. Like yeah. we know that Beyonce is going. We're gonna literally. Not yeah. pay rent to go see her. Yeah. We know that she's going to give us the work, but yeah. also like have that open eye to see new artists. Yeah, you if you are a uh, trailblazer or a tastemaker, you're supposed to see something before it hits the pop. Oh, yep. you're mainstream now. So it's like I just want audiences to do better. Yeah, I, that's why I love festivals because you get to see you know um, openers, people that you, oh I don't know who this is they're. Oh, let me check them out. You know, let me get there early and see who these people are going to be the next generation or um, iteration of of music. And so I get annoyed because um, I just I just wish that people really fucked with the craft. They don't. Where a lot of people are just like followers and like sheep. You're. 100% 100% correct. I'm yeah. sorry. I'm on my soapbox. But I really do love festivals and I'm obsessed with music and um, I support a lot of SoundCloud DJs because I think there's something about music that like brings people together and you can you can have an instrumental that can say more words than if somebody wrote a song. So oh, I just... That is a good point. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. I... 
don't let me start sending because that's like my love language. I like send music to people, yeah. but you know they know how to SoundCloud app, and then they start dragging me. I ain't got time for that. I <laughs> download the SoundCloud app. Yeah, I'm being transparent with you and just trying to like have something for us to bond. And you're like, girl, you know I don't have enough storage for SoundCloud app. What are you, 55? Yeah, I am. I am 55. And what's what's wrong with SoundCloud? It's good. Nothing. That's where all the indie people are. They on SoundCloud. That's what that is. My first my first podcast was on SoundCloud. Don't do SoundCloud, y'all. Yeah. Yes, it was. What a time. Jesus. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what's a what's a, a a festival that you went to last that you were like, yeah, this was this was amazing. Oof. Uh I don't think I've gone to a festival that I thought was just like outright amazing. I've only been to three though. I went to Camp Flogna and I went to Dan Vegas twice. And yeah, I don't think anything has been amazing to me, especially knowing that Beyonce did Coachella. I feel like you gotta let that go, girl. You gotta I heal. Can't. You gotta I'm heal so from that. Hurt by that. It's on, <laughs> babe. It's on Netflix. Run it back if you need to. But people was there. But that's the only issue I have when things are that packed. Am I having a good time? There's no way. And the way that she was on that stage. How long was that? How long was that performance? I think like two and a half. Yeah. Come like, on. Like a long My time. legs are going to give out. Not like I can't walk, go nowhere at all. No. And I'm dancing and I'm on an empty stomach. Yep. No. And I was going to do all that for Miss Ma'am. I yeah. know. She's worth it. She's worth it. Are you, are you excited for the Renaissance tour? I am. I am definitely looking forward to the Renaissance tour. Garrick talking about he want to be up close because... Him and Beyonce are birthday twins. They're not. Beyonce's birthday is the day before his. They are not birthday twins. He told me all he want to be up how close I, with how his How can I get twins. in there with y'all? Oh, no. Come on with us. When we Okay, so hey, when, we, when the tickets go on sale, we're going to hop in there. Let me know, man. Let me know. But the thing is, is that I already know how y'all household is ran. I'm not the same yet. But wait, you know, maybe by the time tickets hit, <laughs> maybe when by the time the tickets hit, my shit is on in, in order, you know, something that hit my account. I sold something. But the way people are talking about Beyonce tickets, it's it's scary. It's scary. Yeah. People are acting like they got to take out a PPP loan to get a Beyonce ticket. And they act like they're going to do it. <laughs> oh, no, they are. They are. People are going to take out loans to do whatever they need to get to see this because everybody and their mama are going to be there. And that's how I know it's going to be bad. <laughs> Don't say that, Cindy. No. You're bringing too many people now. Before, when they did On the Run tour, different group of audience. Yes, Here, definitely. People are out of their fucking mind. They are. And this, and this, and, and this, this is uh, the number one complaint. My friend went to go see Usher in Vegas, and which I was so mad that I, I was supposed to go see it this last um, New Year's, but we all got COVID. Oh, God, oh, oh got damn. We all got Kobeana, so we couldn't go. But she said, girl, everybody had their phones up the whole time recording. Usher in Vegas, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hmm. He, he's doing his residency. Right. And I think that's exactly what's going to happen on the Renaissance tour. If I pray, she's like, everybody got like their phones up. That's what I'm saying. Because I went to the last concert I went to that was actually fantastic. It was not a festival, but it was a concert. Also, we we about to we about to wrap this up because okay 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 I'm but sorry I'm sorry the last I'm sorry no it's me uh, I'm excited but <laughs> the last concert I went to that was fucking fantastic was 
Silk Sonic in Vegas for their residency. Yes. People were raving, raving. That shit was cool. When I say the probably like top three shows that I've ever seen in my life, I was the fuck shook. And they locked our phones up and then like taunted us about it in the beginning of the show. They do like this little song like, you ain't got your motherfucking phone. And I it's love so that. cute. I and love it's that. So I hope fun. they do that for Beyonce. I hope they do that for Beyonce too. And going forward, that made me realize they need to do that going forward. I'm going to tweet it out. I'm going to tweet it out. I said, if, if there's anything that Beyonce... Elizabeth Knowles can do is make sure everybody's phones is locked up during this tour. Because if I yeah. open the motherfucking app mm-hmm. and somebody's got their pixelated, shaky ass video and they will. of Cuff It, yeah. of Cuff It, I'm you know reporting it. I'm reporting it. <laughs> it's, it's toxic. This is not good. I don't, don't you dare. You what, is, what is this doing for me? Nothing, and not, it's not doing nothing for you either. Like the person that took it, like, what are you doing? Yeah, no. keep it, keep it, keep it, keep Beyonce, it. Beyonce, take these people phones. I know, take I know you be phones. listening. In my mind, we're friends, and you be listening. So take their phones. That'd be great. I, I'm listen. If I don't, Blue Ivy got to get on the case. Whoever's got to get on the case, do it, do it, because the the people obviously can't be trusted, and they don't know how to have a good time without it. So certainly can't. Yeah, yeah, that's all true. <sighs> Do you have anything else you want to say to the people, Sydney? I'm sorry that I ran my mouth. No, thank you for running your mouth. No, I just felt like I, I was in it. I had a coffee today, so. Me too. <laughs> I had a coffee today. <laughs> no, I feel you. I want to make sure you get out of here on time so you can make it to your show. Oh, because yeah, like I said, yeah, that's right. I mean, like, fuck that. I mean, like, fuck that show. Right. Um, oh, no, Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> Sydney, no, good and well. She, she be putting on shows. She'll be there. Cindy gonna, Cindy gonna be at the show. Girl, they know. They know that it is what it is. But um, yeah, tell people to follow me. I don't know. If- tell them where they can find you. I'm on Instagram, just Sid, B-W-J-S-T-S-Y-D-B-W. Uh, I'm on TikTok, but it's struggle right now. I'm in the, I'm in the, you know, figuring it out phase. So don't go there thinking I'm already like, you know, an influencer. I'm, I'm, I'm not. Cindy just had a clip go viral from Don't Tell Comedy. I would just like to point that out. I've Thank seen you. the virality of that going up, up. So Thanks, she's friend. being modest per usual. But yeah. I apologize. But the the on my actual page, it's like, it's sad because it's like, I know that I know how to curate something, but I'm not, I just don't have the energy. But yeah. <laughs> uh, it, but yeah, it is follow, energy. Look, look me up and then follow me and, you know, support. And then, you know, right on my page, a favorite festival moment that you had. I'll take that. There you go. Come on. See, Cindy out here with the CTAs. It's like she done done this before or something. Give it a homework. <laughs> I love it. G- give the homework assignment out. I appreciate that. Yes, go follow Cindy for sure. Y'all already know you can find me per usual at BPLP Pod across all social media platforms. Email me at blackpeopleloveparamore at gmail.com. You can email me hate mail, love mail, suggestions for topics, suggestions for people that you want to see on the show, etc. Etc. Thank you so much for coming on, Sydney. Sequoia, anything for you. It was anything. a fantastic time. Thanks, friend. I look a mess, but I was going. I was going to not put this video out, but Sydney looks so fucking good that the video. Got no, 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 no. You don't have you. First of all, you have no makeup on, and your eyebrows—they don't move. Thank they you. don't move. I was so excited that you said that. Oh Thank my you. god, the edges. Could you spare a crumb? Spare a crumb. I cannot. Thank you, y'all, for listening. Bye.